we're back here with another episode, episode 10 of the Elijah Taylor podcast. This time we're out here in Washington Heights. We got a special guest hailing from Chesapeake, Virginia. Is it Chesapeake, right? Chesapeake. All the way from Virginia. Former teammate, coach at Western Branch High School, soon to be head, soon to be assistant coach at a new school. We'll talk about that later. Have my boy Cameron Sipsick. Welcome to the squad. Welcome to the <laughs> to the table. How you doing? Good, good. Glad to be here. Thanks for coming out. Cam's actually out here at, um, brought his team up for um, New Balance Nationals for uh, track and field. So they're at the Army Track and Field Center up in Washington Heights. Uh, check it up. I think you could probably stream it online possibly. Check it up. These kids are pretty fast at uh, Western Branch High School. Um, if you've never heard of them, if you ran track, you've heard of them probably. Um, pretty much a national powerhouse. They've been doing their thing. So Ken's been helping out the past couple years as assistant coach. Uh, primarily with the hurdles, so check his kids out. Been running fast. Well, let's get straight to it. How was the train? How was the bus ride up here? Uh, terrible. <laughs> it was our bus day. driver is the Harvard. worst. He don't use a GPS. Oh, uh, you have one of those. And he always talks about he can't see at night. Oh no! So right then I'm already. Oh, so you have like a school bus? Or no, like we had like a charter bus. Oh, you have a charter bus, but like, do you always have the same driver? Or just a new guy. Normally we have a, a certain New York driver. I see. This time it's a different guy. The guy that takes us through Virginia, he just. That was okay. the worst. I had to pop a NyQuil before I left because <laughs> I needed to make sure I slept good. Yeah, but I mean. Once we got up, we were, I was fine once we got here. That's like a eight, nine-hour drive, right? Six. Six? Oh, yeah. We Probably go, uh, depending Shore, on the time. So it cuts down on traffic going through Virginia. That's cool. I can imagine that. I know I ran out there once in college. I was like, heesh, long ride. Down to Hampton, you? Yeah, it was at Hampton. <laughs> I was like, whew. But um, that's good. How was how's the weather out there? Is it like cold right now, or gray? It's is just it? like this. Really? That nor'easter that y'all got? Yeah, I got, we got that hit too. With it first, but I was just win. Oh really? So like my job, the building was banking or not banking. The bank was like building was shaking. Oh it's no. That bad. Yeah, I could imagine how that worked. Yeah, I was actually um speaking of Virginia, I was like at the I was at the ACC championship game. So for everybody that follows me on like Instagram, I've been on my little fun employment wave. Let me just explain what that is before we go. So yes, I'm. I've been unemployed for like five days, and no, eight days. But it's like a planned unemployment. I just recently got a new job, <laughs> a so I start on. I start this Monday, which will be like March 12th. Um, but you know that middle, the that middle, that in between period. I was like, all right, let's make the most of it. I called it like fun employment. So like every day, I was trying to just do something new that you normally wouldn't have time to do. So you might as well. Yeah. So. It was just really spontaneous, but, like, yeah, not to go too far off, but, yeah, I think Thursday I went to the ACC tournament there at the Barclays Center, and I, I didn't really know. Like, it wasn't planned at first. I was like, uh, let me see. Let's go. And when I got up the train, I see a bunch of, like, Virginia sweaters. I'm like, whoa, what's going on here? You guys are out here. I'm like, wait, is this a tournament? I'm like, oh, they play today. They surprisingly come in a good follow. Oh, no, no, no. Them they they follow. They have a big following. Bro, the, the, the crowd was about 80% Virginia. <laughs> 20% everybody else, <laughs> like, literally. It was like a home game for them. And I, I could already tell the championship game tonight against it's North Carolina. That's going to be a home game for them. Absolutely. But, like, it was just crazy. I was like, sheesh. Oh, yeah. And it was, like, there's so many Virginian people. And then it's just funny because, like, I know you from Virginia. But, like, it's almost like your accent and their accent is almost different. It's, like, it's, it's two different they're, levels. They're, like, more to the middle of the state, like, just north of Richmond. Okay. I'm, like, in the southern part of North or, uh, Virginia, like, right there. Like near. Their North shit Carolina. was OD country. And yours, yours, maybe it's because you lived in New York for a little bit. And we're going to get to that, actually. But, like, it was just like, I was like, wow. I was like, did camp sound like this? I was like, I don't know. <laughs> but I can see, like, I can see how, like, Virginia is really big on their college sports stuff. Because that's, like, there's no pro teams in the area. So, you like, I guess, like, 
somebody, a friend of mine was telling me, like, it's VTech, University of Virginia, and, like, VCU, like, that, that's it. Definitely, when it's the football season, yeah, Virginia Tech is, like, the school everybody's all about. Even where I live, it's, like, six hours west. They still want to go to VTech Tech. games, yeah. They got bumper stickers that says Hokie 757. <laughs> my area, I mean, my area is known as 757. Yeah. I mean, it's, like, crazy. And then... You got Old Dominion, that football team is kind of shaky right yeah. now. But the basketball team has definitely been doing good. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've seen. It's kind of like the state of Alabama. They don't yeah. have a pro team. They have minor league teams. Yeah. It's, it's Alabama football. football. Now it's yeah. basketball. Now, now it is it. <laughs> same in Virginia. Like, the closest team we got is either the uh, Carolina Panthers. Yeah. The Hornets. And the in-between, yeah. And then we got the Redskins up in, in D.C. Uh, national. So we don't got a whole lot. You Forgot know, you, a Redskins area. fan. Good luck this season, by yeah, the way. Fuck your Giants, man. <laughs> Yo, don't say fuck. the Eagles, bro. Fuck the Eagles. Fuck the hey, Eagles. Alice, if you listen to this, fuck the Eagles. <laughs> fuck I don't the care Eagles. if y'all win. Fuck the Eagles, man. <laughs> All right, so let's get right into it. So let's talk about um. So we just look, we spoke about Virginia. Let's talk about how. So because for you, you went from you went away from school for the first time. You went from Virginia to obviously New York City, yep. Long Island University. Uh, talk a little bit about that experience. How was that? It like, was actually a really good experience. Um. The thing is, like, most people think Virginia, country, it's all, like, separated and stuff, mm-hmm. which it kind of can be, yeah, but for the most the part, it's, it's not, depending on what part you live in. I live in, like, a naval base area, so okay. the world's largest naval base, so you see a lot of everything. And coming up here, it was just the only thing different was the diversity amongst, like, ethnicities. Yeah, uh, it's I'm, really like, diverse I mean, in Honestly, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie. I came up here as, like, <laughs> I ain't never met jamaicans yeah uh you know outside of track probably outside of track i'm like i walk down the street i'm like yo like what damn (laughs) at home i i go to a jamaican restaurant they look at me like how you know all this stuff (laughs) i mean but it's just crazy how i see all that stuff that's interesting i mean i feel like you came here and you've you seem like you was ready for like the culture like it wasn't like it caught you by some you was like all right like i ran track (laughs) four years at western branch i had a bunch of like different I did. Ethnicities I mean, at my, my head school. coach is from Cameroon. Yeah. So he's from, uh, you know, Central Africa. Yeah. But he was always amazed by when I interacted with people. He was like, I never seen a white person be able to interact with different groups. He's like, you could go with a group of Asians, you're good. Black people. Yeah, you uh, seem I mean, fairly so like, much black people. So, I mean, when I came up to New York, I mean, I... I felt like I just blended in. That's yeah. You never seemed like you like. Yeah, it never I felt like you scared. felt like you was out of place. Like I know some people. Like for example, for me, like. When I was thinking about going to college, I'm like, damn. Like, that was something that came across my mind. Like, damn, if I yeah, go to yeah. a school like this, I'll probably be the only black kid on the team. I'll probably be one of the few black kids in the school. Mm-hmm. I don't know how that would actually... Like, like there's something. You, it was something to think about. Like, absolutely. I know I would be fine, but it was yeah, definitely yeah. something to think about. Whereas you, I felt like you kind of was like, nah, that's no problem. Yeah. I mean, like, just, I've been around black people my whole I life. <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. Like, I was a sprinter, so yeah. sprinter and a hurdler. Yeah. I, I didn't... That's 80% all I of the around, field so is black, yeah. I come here, and I'm like, oh, it's to me, it's like everybody... We're all humans. Yeah, so absolutely. So we're just going to fit in how we fit in. Yeah. So it, like, as long as we like, got something in common, that's yeah, all that matters. And that's all that matters. You can find that one thing in common. It's the best part of it. So it, it, I, I really enjoyed it here. If I could have stayed longer, I definitely would have stayed. But it's too damn cold up here sometimes. <laughs> you ain't missing nothing with the weather, bro. Um, all right. And then let's talk about, like, the differences, I guess, in mindsets. Because I've never, I've never, like, I've been to Virginia for vacation. I've never, like, lived there, obviously. went to school there. What's the people like? So what's the difference between, like, the cult, like the culture in Virginia versus like New York. Like, for example, I don't know. I didn't see the last election like results. Like, are people like pro Trump out there? Are they? So is it mixed? Like, when they the showed way? the map of the, of the state, yeah, the the whole majority of the state is red, mm-hmm. but 
those aren't heavily populated areas. I see. The two heavily populated areas are up in Arlington. Yeah. And down where I live. Okay. And those two are majority blue. I see. So obviously when it just go depends by state, where you live. Yeah. So when I you see. go by the state, you know, to like the main parts of Virginia, probably like they're so not all pro-Trump. Oh, you, yes, no. And all all political views aside, yeah. I mean this whole. I mean, my state is just wishy-washy. Like yeah. we, it as a state, we vote red a lot, but every year our governor is always Democrat. like Democrat. So okay. it's like how we vote Republican, but it's too much going it, on. Could, I don't know. I'm like <laughs> we're confused. But, <laughs> yeah. oh well, it, it is what it is. I just always wondered. That's just something. Yeah, it, I mean, you go places where they're like it's it's pro like Republican. You got some yeah, places yeah. that are pro Democrat. Absolutely. I mean, I'm I'm gonna just tell this. I'm neither or. Yeah. I'm more conservative, so I, I guess you would say I lean towards the right and in, in the red. But I mean, I, I look at the person and and what they're trying to bring in the office. Honest, this election was terrible. It was awful. I mean, either one, we were screwed. Yeah, it, it just it, it sucks. Like it Trump, was Trump was the worst, but it was just it was one of those there. We just. He shouldn't have let this yeah, I mean, happen. him, he just needs to shut his mouth. He just needs I to go. I think if he, he kept his mouth quiet, he'd be okay, but just shh. Like I look at up. it, we got two more years, and then he's done, hopefully. My thing is, like, I mean, because here's the thing. The thing with this country, they really thought, oh, if you vote for Trump, you're racist. But my thing is, didn't nah. we just have a black president for eight years? Yeah. So I'm like, you kind of. It, it depends. Because some of the same people that didn't vote for Obama did vote for Trump. And then yeah. there were people that voted for Obama that probably, who knows, they may have They're voted pro- for Trump. There's a lot of politics that went it, to this it election. I, I it's, it. Yeah, we're not going to go into it. I hate yeah, politics. I, I don't want to talk about it. I just politics. always wanted to know about it. Yeah, it's just <laughs> the state. I mean, you got those heavily populated areas that, and it's a lot military and government based. So obviously, you know, that's what they're going to lean towards. Yeah. So. I mean, yeah, it's tough. Let's, let's talk about, so we're going to talk about uh, your upcoming, just your athletic career. How do you came with, um. Let's just talk about how you started running um, at Western Branch, and then we'll kind of transition it to when you got to LIU. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, how did you start? When did you start, actually? And what uh, what was it like? What was your team? Was your program always, like, a powerhouse? I, so the year I came, I was in middle school when I really started taking it serious. My seventh grade year, it's bad I can remember this. My seventh grade year, I finished fourth in the 400. So I'm like, yo, I can actually win this I next see. year. And then – you know, we got a couple medals. And Sorry relays. to stop you before that. Uh, before that, did you have any like athletic background? Like, what I did played, you do as a kid? So I played baseball growing up, okay. soccer growing up. Uh, to be honest, I think I was probably a better golfer than oh, anything. Shit. Like, it just my dad even was like, "No, of any sport, Cam was probably the." There's better money golfer. in golf, bro. There is money <laughs> in golf, and for y'all that have these young kids, I'm gonna tell you now, get them a golf scholarship. Golf, tennis. If you have money girls. In. Put them in golf. It's, yeah. the, it's the most, like, underrated scholarship. Yeah, underrated. And, like, it, let's just say you're it's, really good at it. There's a money. better career. Yeah, like, exactly. you could be really good at track and not make money. Yeah. And whereas, like, you could be really the, good at golf and you're going to be making For a week money. of golf, you can literally make 1.5 mil just, just yeah. to win. It just seems like a less strugglesome sport where yeah. you could just – it's just so much more – less stress. Like in terms of like, oh, I have to always make sure my body is like this uh, here. It's just let's let's look yeah. at different avenues, my people. Yeah. I mean, Tiger Woods is actually on a run today. So I know I that pulls it off. everybody everybody does. People that don't even watch golf are nah, just like, yeah. I, I think he back got, got back on that. Old Everybody's train. hoping. He's uh, so far though this year has been promising for yeah. him from what I've heard. <laughs> so we're hoping. Absolutely. We're praying for you, Tiger. Let's do this. <laughs> everybody for, that loves the sport of golf wants Tiger to just come back Absolutely. to form. That's I really do. it. He he's what made golf great. Exactly. So yeah, we'll pray. We'll hope for that. <laughs> so sorry before I interrupt you. So yeah. So you started seventh grade. I started track in seventh grade. Well, I did one time when I was twelve, and then I went back to baseball. So. Yeah. I was more of a baseball head. 
Then I got to middle school, I ran track. Then I got to eighth grade. I went to go play JV baseball. I got cut. I was the last one cut. Sheesh. Politics got involved with that. The coach's basketball son, got son the basketball coach's son made it over me the last spot. Oh, that's tough. So I was like, all right. I went by my middle school coach, track coach's house. He lived right around the corner. I'm like, hey, I got cut. He was like, good. I'll see you on Monday. I'm like, damn. <laughs> yeah, that's well, what I Well, I trained. I ended up winning the 400 that year. And then I ended up getting like fourth in the 200. Okay. So you were like, just, you were good. So I was like. You're like, I, I have something to say, work with. I was decent. I wouldn't say I was going to be. I didn't think yeah, I was Yeah, but you had like good, a background. But I had like, okay, yeah. I have done this. So uh, sorry to interrupt you again. Um, so was your middle school connected with the high school per yeah, se? Yeah. Oh, so, so it was like an easy transition. We on the same track. Okay. So it was an easy transition. Like yeah. you kind of just like, So I kind of cool. saw them practice during the spring. So I kind of knew. Okay. Okay. And then, um. The crazy thing was my aunt was the basketball uh, was the girls basketball coach there, okay. so she was telling our head coach about oh. me. So yeah, you had it. So <laughs> he said, as soon as he's done, have him come over. So uh, I came over. Yeah, yeah, he has a heavy French accent, so none of us knew what he was trying to say. So my aunt was talking to the coach yeah. about me. So he was just like, hey, look, when you when he's done, have him come over to up, come up here and start training. Mm-hmm. So one day my dad and I met him. Ne- never met him before. And this is the current head coach. This that's is the current here now. head coach. Okay. He literally, I mean, I never heard this guy talk. So he has this heavy French accent his, since he's from Cameroon. So yeah. We were like, after a while, I kind of like catch on to it. But like the most humble, down to earth guy, he was like, look, if you really want to be good at this, he said, you can be very good at this if you work hard and train. Mm-hmm. So I, I've always been a hard worker. I mean, growing up, doing chores, cutting grass out in the hot sun, just, just working. Like, I was just new to work. So. I started out that summer, just kept training, and then we transitioned to the fall and all the way over, and we, we basically trained year-round. Yeah. And he he basically kept telling me, you can be good at this. He said, you just keep training. I never thought I was going to run hurdles. Yeah. This man looked at me and was like, you're going to run hurdles. <laughs> and I just kind of, like, looked behind me. Like, somebody there, he looked at me like, no, sucker, that you run it. <laughs> He's I like, yo, like, sucker, that's okay. it. I did. My dad joked with me. He was like, son, you need to get off the track. You look terrible. I'm Jeez. like, what? He, my coach, was like Rob, just be patient. He, he's gonna be fine. I see. My sophomore year, so I went from being a 400, 200 runner. To he transitioned me to an 800, 400 runner. Yeah. Because I had to run the 400 hurdles. Okay. So yeah, it so makes I sense. I had had that endurance. Yeah. But I could run anywhere from cross country. So you kind of just increased your your range basically. He, I mean, I was a sprinter. My senior year, I had to run cross country states, and I, uh, I, I mean be honest i never did a cross-country workout i ran 17 18 and that's a 5K. pretty solid yeah like I, I i'll tell you this training. right now so it's from a guy that just ran like a local like track event like if you go up to local people and you tell them like yeah i can run a 17 18 5k they'll be like impressed like oh okay so like yeah that's pretty and that's, that's not pretty even good. my main event that's, that's the good crazy thing. that's good so my sophomore year we got the shuttle hurdles we finished national runner-up i'm a sophomore i'm like oh damn like, it's early yeah <laughs> you know that my best that year is like eight five and i'm like okay back then that was slow. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you look now, it's slow. So, all right, back then it was average. Yeah. So then that same year, I'm on the 4 by 4 a sophomore, the only sophomore and three seniors. We get second in that. So I'm like, all right, so nice. I'm feeling good. So I'm getting these All-Americans young. So and you know, it's not only that, it's just building up my confidence. Yeah, so, that's what is the number one thing with, like, track any sport is confidence, honestly. Yeah. And then and a little bit more about the school and the coach. Like, he's very scientific. He's all about – the kids mm-hmm. and he's all about not just winning he don't care if you win he said if you give me a hundred percent that's all, all that i matters. care about yeah and the hundred percent is let's go out and win okay um but 
he knows each kid's potential. He we have kids that don't ever win races. They're always sometimes they're yeah. always last. Yeah, you're gonna have like, that. You're gonna have that. We're no matter any said, high school program. They give me effort. They work hard. He said that's one of my favorite athletes. That's good. And he's really instilled that we're better men and women than we are an athlete. athletes. And that's good. That's really. And good. he teaches us life lessons. I mean, I wouldn't be where I am if I mean not. That I'm saying I had a bad background and family. I didn't. Mm-hmm. But he kind of really opened it up for me. Yeah. So it made it made things better. And then through years, I mean, I've collected a national championship and seven All-Americans to my name when I graduated high school. Mm-hmm. So, And then transitioning to LIU, probably it was definitely fun. I'm not going to lie. All the times were definitely fun. I enjoyed it. <laughs> Lots of trouble, too, I think. We too did. much trouble. You can't talk about <laughs> it right now. Do a lot of trouble. You can't go through it right now. Um, shit. I actually remember the night we got locked in y'all's room with RA <laughs> because of the party. Too many times, bro. Yeah, if, if, all I can tell you is it got worse from it, that year it, and I, worse. I and this it, is it crazy. Was, <laughs> but, I mean, it's like getting there, I, I was happy because Simon was actually from Virginia. Virginia he yeah. was from the same area as I was. I see. For those listening, I saw a head coach at uh, That is still the head LIU, coach at LIU. Yeah. I haven't spoken to him in a while. He That's my guy. He didn't return my text after I was trying oh. to send him athletes. Oh, really? Not yeah. trying to call him out, but That's my I know guy. he's a busy man, though. <laughs> Yeah. Um, but no, nah, it, it all you know, all different things aside. I've seen different coaches. Mm-hmm. Simon, when it came to hurdles, like Simon definitely knew what he was doing. Yeah, and it didn't click into my head till like last year, mm-hmm. in the year like halfway the year before when he was like, take you got to take off further away from the hurdle, or he was moving stuff back. I'm like, what in the world is he doing? It took me till like a year and a half ago to realize, so, damn, that's why he was telling me to take off further or move everything back. Yeah, so. It's a hard adjustment to make if you're not it used was. to it, especially as a freshman in college. I could imagine. And coming from a powerhouse school. Yeah. I mean, and it's we like just yourself. won our 24th and 25th state championship in 14 years. Yeah, shit. So we've definitely been dominating in the state. It's not like we're in like the little level. We're like we used to be triple A. Yeah. So our school used to go single A, double A, triple A, and then it switched to six A, and we got bumped to six A, and okay. we still were kind of like. This top shit. In so there, we've yeah. still been dominating. I mean, you had a couple schools come in the mix, but like we've definitely been always around. We come to nationals. I mean, people love us. That's good. The, our state hates us, but this nationals. But like on a us. national track scene, like high school related wise, they like you guys in terms oh, yeah. of like Nike will probably like say, Nike. hey, you guys need something. We'll now donate. Now New this Balance is like, oh, we New got y'all spikes, we thing. got y'all uniforms. That's I good. Mean, it's it feels good to get out of Virginia. Yeah, like, yeah. we go to. Pen relays. We go to up to up here for nationals. We go to North Carolina. It's like we get so much love in the state. They just they're sick of us. So let's talk about because from, from the outside, see like from someone that didn't go there, like from the outside, we'll see the school and we're like, oh wow, they must have they have all these nice uniforms. They, we they have all everything. this. I'm just assuming. Tell us what your facilities are like. I'm assuming you guys okay. have state of the art track, indoor Man, track, weight okay. room. If you trainers. can honestly look at my pictures on my phone. <laughs> Of our weight room, it is like a weight room from a third world country. Oh, Benches are ripped, <laughs> seats are like you know it's nasty. Uh, nothing. Weights are old. Bars are bent. Bars are breaking. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's so small. We have a concrete track with grass growing through it. Oh god! So better than no track, but yeah. <laughs> and then I have 19 hurdles, and I have all American hurdlers every year national champion uh national record holders just making ends meet i mean with whatever. we just have nothing and people look at us like they really have everything yeah from and the outside when I mean, you don't really know yeah. the whole story nah. how does that feel does that like do you tell your kids that like all right everybody thinks you're out of privileged kids when in reality like they really there's kids that probably got it better off than y'all oh, on the low there's schools around our area that got tracks and we don't and we're yeah. like 
they can't even compete with us. Because I could, I could assume living in a state like Virginia, most schools probably do have Some, football fields, tracks, and all of that so stuff. So we got football fields. We got baseball fields. We got soccer fields. But mm-hmm. like when it comes to tracks, it's like certain cities have them. Chesapeake doesn't have them. I see. Suffolk has them. I see. Um, Hampton has them. Virginia Beach, Portsmouth, Portsmouth. It's just like they kind of just forgot about you. It's like, yo, only one track in Chesapeake, and that's Grassfield High School. And that's, they're like tier, we're tier four. Yeah. They're like tier three. Okay. But I'm like, how do we, they just don't give us nothing. Yeah. I I don't get it. That's interesting. I I mean, I I could tell. That's definitely something, like, I feel like as an athlete, I would have that, like, mentality, like, yo, they all think we got it, but we don't. They probably got more than us. Like, fuck it. We just want to show them, like, yo, we're going to beat your ass with whatever, no track. Yeah. But <laughs> no it, it's definitely a motivation because it shows the kids like, okay, they're grateful for things later on in life. Like, yeah, I yeah. worked hard without this. I mean, when it snows, we've literally gone on the track and snowed. Yeah, I, I mean, can imagine how that works. Wow. It, I mean, snow, rain, we practice in every type of condition. I mean, we don't care what it is. We'll go out there to train because, one, I mean, it's not just physically, it's mentally. You make yeah. them stronger mentally, it's then you they can't be they beat. can't quit yeah you mentally. that mental strength it's like yeah oh, it's a wrap i feel like that's key and then like i said when we went to college obviously liu doesn't have like the most facilities no. but we have something but like we don't have like an indoor or outdoor track no but like i mean we do have enough to get by with i yeah, feel yeah, like yeah. i mean but I, definitely that definitely makes you like uh i guess it makes you kind of like yo fuck it i'm gonna go out and do my i got no excuses it kind of forces you to kind of yeah. be on your grind and not take any like shortcuts for the most yeah, part i mean to be honest, at LIU, I mean, I was grateful for what we had because I didn't have an indoor track. We actually had, what, pra- we practiced over yeah, there. Yeah, so it was like an upgrade. It's regardless an upgrade. For I went from running on concrete during the cold yeah, or in the grass to at least something indoors. And then Red Hook, at least I got to run on a rubber track because I didn't have a rubber track to run on. We, had to, we actually called schools and asked them, hey, can we use your track? Yeah. So we'll go to Virginia Beach, which is like 25 minutes, 30 minute drive from us. Yeah. To use the outdoor track. tracks so, or indoor? Yeah, outdoor? See, yeah. So what do you guys are training outside all year round, basically? Yeah. Sometimes wow. we go to uh, Boo Williams Sportsplex, which is in Hampton. Okay. Which is where our state meet is held and a lot of our meets are held. Yeah. They have an indoor track, so we get time slots during the try uh, to winter you. time just to, to practice there. That's and cool. We yeah. really use those for hurdle days and jump days. Yeah, yeah, that's huge. Otherwise, I mean, there's I nothing else to use. Up and get a feel for yeah, absolutely. So it, it definitely makes things a lot better. All right, so let's talk about the transition. So now, all right, so let's walk me through when you started coaching it. So freshman year, you're done at LIU, and then you end up going back home. Do you start coaching right that year, or is it like an in-between so phase? Walk me I through went that. and transferred to community college just to take some classes. My parents just moved to Alabama. My dad got a job down there for a, a contracting job. So oh, good. I, I stayed because I was working at, at the bank where I currently work now. Yeah, and yeah. they – so I was like, look, I'm still taking some classes. I'm going to work, and I'm still going to train. And mm-hmm. at that point, my coach was like, hey, I'm going to put you on the staff so you can help out and then yeah. also get you know get in the school whenever you need to. So I was like, yeah. okay, cool. So first year, I kept training good. Second year, I trained. Third, I started fading. Fourth, no more. Yeah. And then this year, I'm like, yeah, it's I don't do it. You anymore. don't want to run that Yeah, so it's fair. It, it started like slowly transition, but I've honestly enjoyed coaching more. And yeah. I've learned a lot. And I definitely take the hurdles with pride. I mean, that's what I did. That's what I like. And it's like, because not everybody can hurdle. So if yeah. you can teach a kid how to hurdle, it helps a I lot. mean, it's, it's an easy scholarship. Yeah. Nobody can, take everybody that. can sprint, but you yeah. got to be top tier. If you don't, sneak them in the hurdles. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You may not be the fastest guy over like a flat ground, but if you could get over the hurdles, hurdles in like <laughs> eight two, because you can disguise somebody. I mean, I got kids that are slow in the open, but can hurdle. Yeah, I got girls that are fast in the open, but also can hurdle. So it's like you use that to kind of like, boost yeah. your value. So let's talk about so being that you were a student at that same school, now you're coaching at that school. How do you kind of like share that with the athletes and kind of connect better with them and kind of let them know like, All right, I've been through this before. I've had other teammates that's been through this before. If you trust me and the coaches, we'll get you to become, because you can't guarantee everybody's scholarships, obviously, yeah, no, no, but we'll, get, we'll guarantee you to be the best that you can be at this level. Yeah. And then wherever you go from there with that, you take it, you take it wherever it could get you, you know? Yeah. How do you utilize that? I mean, like, Give me some good examples well, of that. It's good because, like I said, we were both under the same coach. So I tell them, look, and the thing is the training has definitely changed. Like, we've upped it. So I tell them, like, y'all, we were running these times in school, but y'all are getting better training. I said, y'all just got to push. I was like, it's the same science behind it, but y'all are getting an advanced level of it. Yeah, yeah. So and I told them, like, I've been through the program. This is what I did. I'm like, and y'all can do better. I was like, I went Division One. I. I mean, we have a ton of kids that went Division One. Last year we had, as an example, to show you the progression of the school and the team, or yeah. not the school but the team, we had 17 kids go on scholarship That's good. That's on a Division One athletic, and we had two go on academic. That's really good. So to send kids all over the country like that, I mean, and but it started out with – we were like guinea pigs because he didn't really like – he was like testing. So you were kind of like the first yeah. wave of people through that school. But really. we were like mentally tough. Like, yeah. So it worked out both we ends. Couldn't, you couldn't break us. I mean, to be granted, granted, these kids on the team now are more talented than us. Yeah. But we were more aggressive. I mean, you couldn't. Yeah, like, tougher mental, mental makeup. Yeah. So we but that's kids up. in general. Yeah, in life. That's like kids now like, are getting a little softer so mentally. Weak. I mean, it's but like, like I guess, as a winner. Yeah. But I guess in terms of like just nowadays, we know what works in training. And it's yeah. like when you've been doing something so long, it's like, all right, instead of making you run through all the hair, we're going to just make you do this, this and this and this because yeah. this is going to make you get instant results. Yeah. And kind of got the, like the, we kind of got the blueprint already yeah, drawn yeah. up at this point. Yeah. So I could see that. What's the struggle you have nowadays? What do you think are like some of the hard things? I, I, you're obviously one of many of my friends that coach, mm-hmm. especially high school track. What are the challenges you say are the biggest challenges of like kind of connecting with the kids or getting through to them and certain things? The kids that, well, again, we all come from different backgrounds. Yeah, absolutely. I, I've, I'm very fortunate. I came from a family that had both parents, yeah. you know, siblings, and, you know, that kind of wanted the best for me. Absolutely. I have kids that I coach now that don't have that. Some of them don't even know who their dad is. Some of them only saw their dad on in, on TV because he's yeah. going to jail. Yeah. Um, a lot of it's single parents. And a lot of them, the girls especially, I mean, I really am close to them. Mm-hmm. Because, again, some of them have a stepdad, but that's not the same. I mean, yeah. they see somebody caring for them. It's trying to get on that level. Yeah, where you feel like you, you can take care of them like, and they yeah. know you got somebody got their back. And you see the guys, they're like, you know, they look up to our head coach as a father figure. And they look at me like Cam's like our older brother. So we're definitely going to make sure we can – you know, we're going to do what we can to help him out. I mean, I'll fight for him. I'll defend him. And when you do that, you can kind of see the kids, like, really perk up. Like, people actually out here care about me. Like, Absolutely. obviously, my dad didn't care about me because he's in jail and he don't care. Yeah. He's on drugs. But a lot of them are like, like, there's somebody that cares about me out here, and he wants what's best. I mean, I've paid for kids to go to national sometimes. I've fed these kids, gave them rides. I take them to practice. So, I'm like, it's it's about them. The school don't pay me for this. Yeah, you just do it because you love it. It's about it because I love it and I enjoy working with the kids and I want to get them to a better life. I agree. And I mean, like I said, some kids leave and don't come back, which is good. Yeah. Some of them come back and I mean, 
they kind of get caught up in bad things. But the goal is get them out of here, put them in school. Try to get them as much opportunity to be successful. And, yeah. And get, into, get a degree. Yeah. And hopefully the life lessons we teach you. I will mean, carry on through life. A lot of them. And again, back to the whole thing we spoke earlier. It's like you see a white person come up to these black kids and really care for them. First, they're like, all right, whatever. Like, now nah, he probably just doing this, like some type of blindside thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, no, this kid, this guy really cares about us. I mean, I, like I said, I'd do anything for him. I mean, if something was to happen to him, I, I'd probably, <laughs> I'm going out the street right now to protect him. I, I mean, got just, you. That's just the way I do. I mean, and respecting the young ladies because you can't have somebody just go tell, tell the girl, go, go F yourself. Yeah, absolutely. And then like, did you just say that? Like, I literally jumped at somebody for that. So it, <laughs> those it are like your, yeah, those are like your little brothers, sisters, yeah, I, kids. I almost take care of them. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is like being that you've been through that. You kind of almost yeah. and like I said, I don't I don't coach like I I volunteer. Everybody that really knows me very well, I always volunteer at this camp once a year in the summer for uh uh track and field athletes upstate in New York. Yeah. And even though it's only a week, it's like that week I really like you I always make sure, yeah, I always make sure like no matter what. Like I'm starting this new job on Monday. When they ask me about vacation, the first thing I'm gonna say is, yo, that there's week. a week in August, I won't be available. Like I, I this and you ask me why I'm like this is what I'm doing. This is what it's for. And it's because I've been I've been a kid at that camp and it's the impact that it's had on me and my life has been great past just track and field like the things i've learned the people i've met that's been like a lifetime thing to yeah. the point where i want to go back every summer because i still feel you like this yeah, yeah. i can enjoy from it i love seeing the kids take a lot from it and i also feel like i'm still learning new things as i go oh, yeah. every year so like that's a good thing kids like, teach you everything i mean you I can learn a lot from these them kids, especially like, at this age of their life yeah. where so much is changing it's a lot they got me one day like they were like cam we should do this and i thought about it and i was like makes sense oh, that's a good idea i'm like <laughs> all right let's roll with it you know it, Definitely. I mean, they say kids are the best teachers, and they are. And it's like, but like you say, you build that bond. Just like all all y'all that I was with up at LIU. Yeah. I still try to keep in contact. I mean, I still. I feel like we, we, we like I said we don't like. I think this is the first time I've seen you in New York, but we've crossed paths. Like I'll be at like yeah. Pennsylvania. I'll see you at yeah, Penn Relay. I'll cross paths if you. I think I was in Hampton one time. I crossed paths. Like yeah. I said, the track road is so small. Like I'll see yeah. you as long as I'm on the east side it's of the country. Yeah, I'm least, bound to bump yeah, into you. We go west coast. I mean, we yeah. run into each other. That's a damn miracle. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, gotta be it's at like, like that Oregon bond. or something. Everybody <laughs> that I hung out with up here, it's like, it's, it's a, it becomes a part of your life, and it always will be. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, yeah, I be telling people, like, it's it's not always about doing stuff for yourself. Do stuff for others, because you get, like, that good enjoyment. You feel more, like, fulfillment in life sometimes. I really, like, that's big for me. Mm-hmm. And, like, especially, like, with you, so, like, working with the young kids, like, sometimes it's hard because... I guess maybe you have different, like you're at different points in your life. So sometimes they feel like they can't understand. What do you think is like the key? So like to give some advice to other coaches that may be listening, what is your advice to kind of like maximize the max potential out of every kid? Is it to like kind of let them know like, all right, it's not all about just getting a scholarship, but it's about improving one day at a time. Like what do you tell your kids? It's to me, I tell them, look, you got to, like you say, improve one day at a time. Mm-hmm. Take it serious because you, one, you don't know how long track is going to take. Absolutely. But also, you got to look at it as this isn't. I'm just not teaching you how to be better in track. Eventually, but you're going to be have to do something else in life. You're yeah, absolutely. Have to excel in something. Absolutely. So you got to teach them that work ethic early, and then also it's kind of like uh, how I want to put it. They, you got to be tough on them. Yeah. I mean, I, my guys, and you. Not actually, it is most of the guys I lay into all the time. They just get, they're, I mean, they're boys, they're high school boys. They, oh, you know, boys they think they know boys. everything. Yeah. I know I did at one point. Yeah. But 
you just kind of be tough on them. But then, like, some of them, you kind of, it's like psychology. You got to understand them. Yeah. Some of them, like, I can go and just snap at after a race. Other you got to know who reacts well to what. Other ones, I'm like, I got to put my arm around, talk to them softly. Console like, them. You know, it's okay, you know. And, I, like, I had a girl today. She she didn't do what she was supposed to do in the shuttle hurdles. And it, it, she was really down herself. I literally had to calm her, talk her down. Like, girl, mm-hmm. it's okay. You have another event today. Focus mm-hmm. on it. It's in the past. We can't change it. Exactly. And they go out and win the sprint melee with it. So there I'm like, go. all right, girl, you ran 54 and it split. So I'm <laughs> <Good> like, <job. laughs> you made up for that for that little mishap. So it, it, it has its its moments where you kind of just got to get on that level and understand them. Like, I, I we're young. We're still in our 20s. So for these kids, to talk to these kids, you kind of got to say, okay, I'm young enough. I can speak on their level. Yeah. Because if you can talk on their level, they'll I mean, understand I mean, you better. That's everything. It makes things easier for them. And my profession, I work in a bank, so I got older personnel come in. I got younger personnel. Yeah, I communicate with different. Yeah. I communicate different. That's a good life skill, it, just it in any industry. Honestly, I've learned that even with my prior jobs. Just yeah. You got to learn like certain people may get certain things better. Like an older person, you may have to talk to different than somebody that's younger, where they may understand something more advanced. Whereas an per- older person, you may have to dumb it down because they didn't. They're not as familiar with something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's good. I mean, like it's tough. I think one of the biggest things you got to kind of like tell everybody, like what I like to tell my camp kids too, is like nothing is guaranteed past this year. For example, like yeah, we all the goal for most of the kids are to run in college, but you kind of want to let them know like. This is going to be the last year that you're running with this same exact team, with these same exact teammates. Somebody's going to not be here next year, whether it's by graduation, whether it's they transfer. Mm-hmm. It's going to be the last time you're running with that group. So I always used to tell my kids, like, make the most out of today's date exactly. because you'll never have this same exact squad, the same exact moment ever again. You don't know when your last track meet could be. You could get injured and that's it. You don't get to run under this uniform again. You only yeah. get four years in high school. Mm-hmm. I always try to tell people, you only get to be a high schooler once. So try to make the most out of it, it because oh, that's probably the best yeah. years of your life. Because you won't. Yeah. College. Same thing with college. Like college, you have four years. And like I didn't really realize it until like maybe I was a junior where I was like, damn, that went by fast. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> uh, and then that's when I really started like to maximize every single moment. But like I said, like once it's over, you cannot go back. And that's really it's really just a tough thing to do. All right. So let's get into some fun stuff. Let's talk about we'll, we'll wrap this up with some sports stuff, I guess. Just be fun. Let's talk about before we get to football. We're gonna we're gonna go ahead and football. <laughs> so what's the life like? Like, what's the social life in Virginia been like? Like, yeah, what's it really like? I guess. I mean, my, be honest. Friday nights, Saturday nights are always just. If you go to downtown Norfolk or downtown Virginia Beach, downtown was, downtown Norfolk yeah. is like over. There, if you look at a map, it's like right there near uh, the shipyard and stuff. Okay, I think and I've been. I think our hotel was like, nearby yeah, there. Hotel was right okay, there. okay. And they just built like this new hotel and bar and everything, like outdoor bar. They definitely like year round. That's packed. Turned up during the summer though. If you hit the beach and hit the uh, the strip, I mean it's packed. I see. I mean, so it's like because it's a big tourist area. Yeah. So everybody's there. I mean, some, something's going on all the time. Parties are going on. So, I that. I kind of sound old, but I don't go out a whole lot. But when I definitely get a call, like, hey, we're going here, I'm <laughs> out having fun. Because, I mean, you got to live life at the fullest, so you might as well. But, I mean, there are areas in Norfolk, Portsmouth, and, like, Virginia Beach are, like, the three areas definitely to go. If you want to go out downtown, Norfolk, and Portsmouth, they're, like, bars everywhere. Sheesh. You know, I bar hopped one night in, in downtown <laughs> Norfolk. That was ended up bad actually. <laughs> like, I, I don't know how I got home. That was bad. 
All right, so loud. Let's see. That's that. Let's talk about. I guess we'll talk about sports because this could probably take the last couple minutes of this podcast. So let's talk. We're obviously you're a Tennessee Volunteers fan. Is that just football or just all uh, sports? I, or all right, so primarily Tennessee football. And that's because of a family member? Yeah, my dad's uncle played for them back in 51 for uh, Robert Nealon International Championship year. Oh, so shit, okay. I definitely got family ties to it. Okay. Uh, but I definitely pulled for Tennessee during basketball season as well. So you pull up to Tennessee games. I every ten- yeah, like that Tennessee, I think they played Virginia Tech somewhere, I forgot, last at year. At Bristol? Yeah, did you go? I was, I was actually at that game. That <laughs> was, like, the biggest part. It was I, at the Speedway, right? Yeah, it was at Speedway. That was the craziest shit that, I've ever that seen. That was huge. I saw that shit on TV, and I was like, oh, I was like, lit. I can't believe I'm here. I mean, I tailgated from, like, the I game was – it was like an 8 o'clock game, so I was there all till – One. <laughs> One to eight. Dude, I tailgated at 12. Oh, wow. I worse. Was, I was drinking liquor and beer all day, and I – oh, my God. And Congrats my uncle, on making it to the game. I got family went to Virginia Tech. So me and my brother were the only two. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that, too. How did that work? I got family that went to Tech. So they, they knew, like, hey, we know Cam and Brian are going to go. Absolutely. So did y'all, like, just sit on separate sections? Well, like, no, they, we sat on the Tech side. Oh, damn. But it was like, actually cool because we couldn't see all the cool orange on the other side. And uh, so, but, I mean, it was definitely great. I mean, thing is, I we they had a Kenny Chesney concert the night before. So they had a big old country concert the yeah. night before. Well, we were just down in beers all night, so we're all like trashed. We woke. I took the walk. True walk college of shame. football experience. Uh, yeah, I took the walk of shame to breakfast the next morning. <laughs> that was bad. But then we end up getting to the game. Is that night? The next night, it was packed, tailgating everywhere. Um, I mean, there were like five lots full. People were parking in neighbor like streets. like this was like a once in a like lifetime experience. Once in a lifetime thing. That I game heard they right might there. do another one in like the next two years. Yeah, because it, it it actually was a big deal and it, it looked like it did thing. well. It looked like it did well. So I mean, that and like I said, I got family went to Tech and some of their friends, his my uncle's friends, they were all there and they were all talking. Oh, I remember who won that game. Tennessee won that game. Tennessee I feel won that game. Yeah, the first quarter. Game. My brother and I were like, shit, here we go again. It's going to happen. And then all of a sudden, like, the next three quarters, we're, like, <laughs> pounding drinks. The whole – it was ridiculous. I mean – America. <laughs> That's America. Yeah, it was definitely America. <laughs> like, I was just throwing it back. It was it was a good game. I mean, I was happy. And then we ended up screwing up and sucking this past year. So. Sorry. But we got a new People hire. People graduated. So every, yeah, I did. I'm happy with Pruitt. Hey, it'll be – I'll be good. It's SEC football. Talent coming in it left and right. It's tough to win in that league. Mm-hmm. Just goal like is a- just to make ACC the ball. ACC basketball is the tough thing. Yeah, it's tough. And it's my tough. Blue Devils, I fucking hate Carolina with a passion. I mean, so I hate Duke, and I hate Duke from just – I just hate it. I just wonder why people hate Duke. It's because exactly. they're like almost like that poster boy. Same reason people hate the Cowboys. It's okay, almost like yeah, people try yeah, to make yeah. Duke's America's team. And then you have these kids that are like almost seem like they're nice, but then they're dickheads on a low. Like Grayson Allen, yeah, yeah, yeah. I loved Grayson Allen after his freshman year when he yeah. like coming well, off the bench he won, he's and he was in that tournament. That I was like, yo, this kid's gonna be nice. I'm like, yo, athletic ass white boy, he's dunking yeah. on people and shit. I'm like, I like this. Then, like as he became a starter, he just kind of started, started becoming of a dickhead. He's tripping yeah, people, yeah, yeah. and I know he's probably nice. He's probably a good kid, but it's just you know, it's those little things where you're like, yeah, uh, it gets to you. Yeah, so you, like even when I was in the Barclays Center for the ACC game on uh on Thursday, um, when like Duke wasn't even playing, it was like one of those random ACC commercials, and they show yeah. Grayson Allen on the screen. And Everybody's like, boo! They hate him. They hate him. He's hated in the entire ACC. Like he's hated. 
he he might be hated, but the number one hated Duke player of all time to this day is Christian. Oh yeah, and I, I don't think he'll surpass that. No, no. But he, I feel like but part of him wants to be that he though. He wants to be. He wants to be. Nobody, even I have some <laughs> like my brother's a Carolina fan. He's like I love Christian Leitner just because he didn't care. He yeah. stepped on people. Yeah, I, he, I just feel like that's what he ultimately yeah, he wants, wants to be. That, but you can't. Like, people hated J.J. Reddick just because he could shoot. I love J.J. Reddick. Reddick people trying to line J.J. Reddick with something else. Uh, that nah. We'll talk about it. J.J. Reddick's great. <laughs> I love J.J. Reddick. Man. All right, let's talk about this any, any, eh, not NAC, NFC East coming, oh, this all-season moves. So you're a Washington Redskins fan. Absolutely. One of the few. Because I am one of the few. If you realize anybody I talk to, I have a lot of friends in Maryland. They're all like they're all fake. They're either Eagles fan, Cowboys, Cowboys fan. fan. Nobody's a Giants no, fan. Nobody. Nah. It, I, I think I honestly feel like people that live in New Jersey, with the exception of Jonathan, are old Jets fans. Everybody's in the city. You know what's crazy is Giants. I've we've drove through Jersey and like we'll be filling up our gas station. A lot of Jersey people are Eagles fans. Believe it or not. I don't know why. I don't because I guess Philadelphia is the next city yeah, over, yeah, but they yeah. weren't even winning shit. Like really that's what kills me. But they're like a lot of Eagles fans. I've seen Cowboys fans, but they're never Redskins, Giants fans. I feel like we're the two forgotten franchises for whatever reason. And I think we're like definitely over a history time. We're definitely been a the, no yeah, team. We've been good. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, don't get me wrong. The Cowboys, they got it. They got it. They do their thing. Yeah, but yeah. the Giants, we do our thing. The Skins, like literally, the only team that not win a championship until this year was the Philadelphia the Eagles. Eagles. And I'm like, that's a problem. <laughs> so like, my thing is just, how do we? I don't know. Nah. Let's talk about these all-season moves. So, Kirk Cousins. So your boy says he's finally out. He's, I, they they I, let I him go. I actually like Kirk Cousins. I think he's a good he quarterback. Had a good, he is a good quarterback. But he, I, like my other friend, he's he's a uh, Redskins fan. He was like, he's good, but he wasn't what we needed. He wasn't a long-term guy. Uh, you know what I thought with Kirk? I feel like Kirk's good, but I feel like you you guys have bigger problems than the quarterback position. Whereas like, oh. there's more problems. Yeah. Whereas I'd rather fix everything. Around him, yeah. and then just get a new quarterback later. We need a on. running back. We don't have a really a running back. Yeah, Samaj so P. Ron's not the Sma- answer. No, not. I would say I don't know where you guys pick in the drafts, but if you guys could get like a legit dynamic running back, that would be really good. Just somebody that's like a like Louis. The Saints Saints landed like the perfect pick in Alvin Bro, Kamara. Alvin Kamara uh, is a former stud. Tennessee Volunteer as well. Absolutely. But, I mean, he's like the perfect. You, he can put him in a slot. He could do it all. You can. It's just weird because he's not like a big guy. No, he's not. But he's then what, this is when I realized he was just durable. Like he went in for a touchdown and he got rocked, and instead of falling back on his ass, he got up and just he's ran rolled. into the end zone. I'm like, how? Uh, like literally, he got rocked with nah, like probably five hundred. He's 500. a tough little guy. Like I, I, when I watched him play, I'm like, this he's dude tough. is strong. He's just shifty. He's elusive. He is, he's he one of the, he's the catch. most elusive running back in the NFL this yeah. year. But um, I think you guys just have to rebuild. Like I said, the offensive line had a lot of injuries. Went healthy. It, it, I think it, it, it'll it. be fine. The defense, you just you have pieces. Just, yeah. it's, it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a rebuilding year, maybe. But who knows? We always say that, and then it team is, surprises. Yeah. We said the Eagles are rebuilding and this year, and then they win the Super Bowl. So like, we'll see. The like thing I is, like, with Alex Smith, he's Oh, good. you guys did get Alex Smith for the trade. And I think, this is what I'm saying, he's a good quarterback. He doesn't have anybody to throw to. At yeah. least we have Crowder. I think Dotson, you guys have better weapons, yeah. Jordan Reed. So, I mean, he has I think the key for your offense is getting Jordan Reed Vernon healthy Davis, and keeping them. him healthy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's if just. If he can stay healthy. Yeah. It's, it's going to be a different thing. But, I mean, like, I, and I didn't think about it. When he was in Kansas City, he didn't have anybody to throw to, really. Just Kelsey and, um. Tyreek Hill, yeah. but before Tyreek Hill, like there was nobody. It was like Jeremy Macklin. Yeah. yeah. Now he's like four. Crowder is a solid receiver. Crowder is. He's a solid I mean, receiver. He was a little shaky, but I'm like. I, I mean, when he gets it, it together, I think he needs another star receiver on the yeah. outside. Like uh, Terrell Pryor obviously didn't work out. 
I think Josh Doxson's going to be really good. He's starting to come into his own. They just Doxson need one more receiver to kind of pair along with them, yeah. and they'll be fine. I think their real problem is they need a running game, and they need to fix a couple holes on the defense, yeah. I, honestly. But that could be fixed. I think Norman's a solid cornerback. They could probably use another. They're probably going to need another corner, probably. Well, Seahawks just released Sherman. Sherman, yeah. I, I I have reports that he's I, probably going to go to San Francisco. I'm not going to say I'm the biggest fan of him, but I definitely – I think he's solid. I like I'd him. i take him. I think he'll probably go to San Francisco or Oakland, though, I'm well, thinking. Like he'll stay out west. Yeah, he's a West Coast guy. We'll see how it goes. Oh, yeah. And then it's been real. I'm going to wrap this up. I forgot to do this at the beginning of the podcast. I got to shout out to a few listeners that requested it. Shout out to my uh, physical therapist, Jose. <laughs> you pressed me for not calling you out, so I'm going to shout you out. <laughs> Thank you for getting my shoulder right. I think after this week, I'll be like 100%. So, you know, I'll be able to finally play beer pong again. So I won't have any more beer pong related injuries. Beer pong injury? Yeah, I actually slipped on a wet bar, <laughs> floor, bar floor on like Jonathan's birthday, like April 23rd. I remember the day I slipped on the bar, <laughs> floor, bar floor and um, I fell on my shoulder. We won that game, but then I as never played bear pong dub, ever since then. Yeah, we beat those shorties. We beat their ass. But uh, that was it, man. So. I've been doing PT for the past like eight weeks, so we're finally my shoulder's finally good, so I'm grateful. Shout out to Jose. Uh, who else I have to shout out? I feel like I'm not shouting out everybody. Let's go through. Shout out to my boy Alistair McLean, listener, friend of the podcast, a real one. Shout out to Nick Ruiz, listener of the podcast. Shout outs to Wilmot Stubblefield, fan of the podcast. Wilmot. Last but not least, shout out to ever. Chris Lopez, fan of the podcast. <laughs> Keep listening. Shout outs to all y'all. All right, Cam, I'm not going to hold you up too much. Good luck with the rest of the meet. Thank you, thank you. I'll be watching. You guys check on armorytrack.com to check on the Western Branch track results. There's kids out here trying to win national championships. It's our keep last it, one, man. Keep it tracked. This is the last one with the current staff on, in order. Keep it tracked. Um, there's also a nice article by from his coach on, is it Mile Split? It's on Mile Split. Is it on the Virginia or just regular Mile it's Split? It's on both. Um, Go on milesplit.com, type in Western Branch. You'll probably find the article with the coach that's, his coach that's leaving. They'll both be moving to what's in your new junior college you it's guys will be working at? Bryant and Stratton College. Bryant and Stratton, check there's, them there's out. There's one come up here up. actually, but we got another campus down there in that Virginia. we're doing. So check it out, boy Cameron Sipsick on the come up. Shout outs, thank you for coming. We appreciate uh, having you, you on man. the podcast. Glad to be here. Good luck. I'll definitely check out on the rest of these meet results and uh, enjoy you. the rest of your stay in New York. Hopefully you guys won't have no snow. You leave Sunday night. Yeah, we leave Sunday. So it snows on Monday. You'll beat so the snow. Back. Yeah, I'm gonna be back. There you home. go. Hopefully it's warmer. Hey, it better be. I hope so. <laughs> Anything can be better than this. Yeah. But all right, bro. All right, man. Take care. Shout out to all you guys listening. If you haven't done so, check out the podcast on iTunes. Follow the Elijah Taylor podcast. Follow me on Twitter, Elijah R. Taylor. What's your Twitter again, Cam? My Twitter is, I'm going to have to spell it because nobody knows how to Sorry. say my last name. It's Go for it. at C-C-I-P-C-I-C underscore 10. Do that. Follow my boy. Show some love. Appreciate you guys. Take care. Enjoy your weekend or week whenever y'all listen to this. Later.